Hey sisters, it's your girl Bria here. It is episode 27 of the Period Whisperer podcast and I have something really exciting to share with you today. We're going to talk all about what happens if the things that are actually keeping you stuck in your life in these perimenopause years are, are have become a real part of your identity and, and this is a real problem for so many of us. We our lifestyle has been created in this real vampire-sucking society of our energy, and now we've created these habits that are a part of our actual identity of who we are, and we're not even realizing that these habits are the things that are keeping us completely out of whack with our hormones and therefore causing us to have a really uncomfortable premenopause, you know, really uncomfortable results in our body, and just feeling like we are so stuck and this so this episode is for you if you are someone who has been really frustrated who used to feel like you had it together and now all of a sudden you don't anymore who've had a track record of success and you know what if you haven't felt like you've had a track record of success this episode can be for you. It might help point out to you the habits that have been keeping you stuck for a long time. You know, youth is very forgiving for us, right? So we don't always recognize the compound effect of our decisions, whether they're negative or positive, until we reach this magical, mystical age of over 35. That is when we know for sure all of our decisions are starting to come together. This is why it can look different you know, 40 looks different on people because all the decisions we made up to this point compound into a a place. So if you are feeling stuck in your body, hormonally challenged right now, not sure what is actually going on, but know you should feel better, then this is the episode for you. And before I forget, as we dive into this episode, I want to remind you that starting in September, you can work with me in two different ways. If you are someone who just needs a starting point and needs it self-paced, like you don't have a huge amount of time, you don't um, have you know a lot of energy and money to invest, but you need something that is really clear and concise and direction with minimal support, I wanna invite you to grab the link when you swipe up in the show notes here for the Gut and Hormone Health Protocol. This is a foundational piece that every time I start to fall off the wagon, I use for my own health. Every time one of my clients starts to hit a very stressful point in life or starts to feel a little out of sorts again, we bring them back to this piece. It is a foundational piece that is sure to get you results within four weeks and create a strong foundation. However, if you are someone who is a high achiever and knows that you want to invest in something that is really unique to you, that you want the support, the accountability, the real customized the real customized focus on on your own growth and your own lifestyle because you don't have time to mess around, I really wanna invite you again to swipe up, click the link for my one month intensive health coaching opportunity. I only can take on 10 people every month when I do this. It is four weeks, it is intensive, And we are working together, you and me, closely and creating a plan that will get you results and set you on a path towards all of the results that you want. So I invite you to, again, swipe up in the show notes, click the links for for either of those when you're really ready to make that change. 
Because like you, I can't stay stuck. I cannot do it. It drives me crazy. I don't have time for that, those shenanigans. I need to feel my best. All right, are you ready to dive into this next episode? Let's do it. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sisters, welcome to this episode of the Period Whisperer podcast. I am super pumped to share with you a friend of mine, Catherine Kiefer, who's a Radiance Life coach, a mom, a speaker, and host of the Hey Mama Let's Talk podcast. And we are going to share with you some insight today on how we've lost our radiance as women, how it happens, you know, how that impacts our hormones and, and our weight loss and our energy, and of course, how to bring it back. So sort of this aspect of our hormones that although although creates a very tangible response in how we feel is a little bit more intangible, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So welcome, yeah. Catherine. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so thankful to be here. I can't, I can't even believe how full circle this moment has come. <laughs> You're right. We've known each other for several years. We've worked in the health and fitness coaching industry for several years together or alongside each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool to kind of reconnect in this new era of wellness where that I think has um, impacted both of us in a similar way, it sounds. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you, about your story and how you how you got to being a Radiance coach? Oh, my goodness. I'll try and give you the short version. <laughs> it's it's quite long. It's been a, a journey, to say the least. And um, my journey started back when I was a teenager and I was, um, I'm an identical twin and we kind of looked like the number 10 and it's very related to weight in my family. And I was a little unhappy, most teenagers, you know, and my mom suggested that I would be happier if I went on a diet. And so my obsession with dieting and trying to lose weight started at the ripe old age of 12 when I went on the Atkins diet with my grandpa. And so my hormones, the poor things didn't have a very good chance to begin with. Um, so yeah, it, it started early and I was brought up on a healthy diet of shame and guilt around your body. And, um, anytime my grandmother met us, the first thing she'd ask that she'd point out is whether we'd gained or lost weight. And if you'd lost weight, you got praised hardcore. 
And so I had this really unhealthy relationship with food and weight and I hated exercise. If you even would have suggested to me to work out, I would have been like, oh no, I don't, I don't work out. I watch what I eat. Um, I didn't actually start working out until I was about 25. And um, so it, I, when people tell me, I just can't get into that. I was like, I understand completely. So um, I started out with a network marketing company and became and what I like to call a coach, but something didn't feel like, um, finished with that complete. So then I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and finished their program. And I loved it so much. And now I can call myself a real health coach. And even that has been a journey. I graduated from that in 2017 and I really didn't start, um, coming into who I am as a coach until now. And it's because I still had those extremely toxic um, thoughts about health and wellness. And I was trapped in this unhealthy health world (laughs) that we've kind of created. Um, And so I, I call myself a radiance coach now because I've discovered the part that was missing was the joy and doing things because it felt good, not because I had to, or because it's what someone else was telling me. You know, I, I feel like we're all also looking to, to quote, gurus right now yeah. for what we need when we already know everything we need. We just need support in doing what feels right because it's really hard. Permission, right? Like permission yeah. that we have the answers. I think- And that I love- that's right. Yes. I love that. And I say in my podcast that, um, this is almost like your permission slip to dive deep and rediscover who you are because we know who we are. We talked about this before we got on when you're a kid, everything is magic. Everything brings you joy. You, you just, you only want to do things that bring you joy. What do you do? What, what happens if you take a toy away from like a four-year-old, they're going to freak out because that was what was bringing them joy in the moment. And I'm not suggesting that we tune into our inner toddler, but I am suggesting that to really find health and wellness, we have to come from a place of radiance and bliss and joy. And that's what I'm even working on myself. So I I love that. I really, I have found as well in my coaching and connection with women around, you know, the balancing of their hormones and weight release that joy is nine times out of 10, the missing element. Mm-hmm. Um, like we don't know how to find joy for several reasons. We don't know what joy looks like. We often relate it entirely to the time we have with our kids. And it's it's not to say our kids don't bring us joy, but mm-hmm. it's like joy can be it really does need to radiate within us and something they teach yeah. us at the integrative Institute of nutrition. Cause that's where I went as well. Um, shout out to them. Woo-hoo. It was about primary food. And this is one of the things that stuck with me so much is that um, there are so many cultures that, that have been proven to live the longest, healthiest, most fulfilling lives. And it's not because the food on their plate is quote unquote, perfect or gluten-free or vegan or <laughs> Sugarless, you know, it's because the primary food of life, which is, you know, our, which are in our relationships, in our fulfillment, in our purpose, in our love, in our, you know, all these things, it's because they're richest in this piece. And in mm-hmm. fact, if you don't have healthy primary food, which is really less joy, then you 
can easily have a, a flawless food plate and be very, very unhealthy. And yeah, show and me a person who is full of joy that is struggling with yeah. eating eating disorders or eating issues or even their hormones yeah. for the most part. Yeah. And I was that person. I had the perfect plate. I would not eat certain foods at any moment. It was awkward at like family events and, oh, Catherine's not going to eat that. Or we have to find something Catherine's going to eat. You know, I was obsessed. Um, I overcome orthorexia, which is an obsession about what you eat. Mm -hmm. And it stemmed from that beginning of, quote, doing the right thing and eating the right things. But again, if you hear in my dialogue, it's all coming from a place of fear Mm -hmm. And, um, just negativity towards the body. And so I have started to learn to enjoy, like if you're at a family event and there's birthday cake, eat that birthday cake, sit with your family, enjoy every bite. And that is radiance. Also it's discovering what feels truly good. And I know a lot of moms would think, or they could think well, isn't that selfish if I'm just focused on my radiance? No, because it's the the beautiful, beautiful analogy of when we fill our cup, the excess is just going to spill over onto our children, onto our families, onto everything. When we make our children the main focus of our lives, I think it does them a disservice because then they grow up and they go out into the world and they're like, wait, this isn't just about me. <laughs> So true. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, we were talking before we hopped on about, you know, how losing your radiance impacted your hormones specifically. Yes. Recognize that in there, which is what sort of mm-hmm. brought you as well to this point. Can you share a bit more about that? Yes. So I was already a health coach and I still was dealing with a lot of these perfection, obsession um, thoughts. Oh, you know, I have to do this the quote right way. And then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone's life kind of either made a really big shift in a positive way or a negative way. And it kind of starts with when COVID hit. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, right. I was actually in training um, two weeks before the shutdown. I was in training to become a fitness instructor for um, this really intense um, cycling class. And I finished the program, but I couldn't become an instructor because you have to teach a live class and submit the video. And I couldn't do that because of COVID. So what did I do? I got myself an at-home cycle bike and I obsessively rode that thing. And I tried to shut out the world and the stress of what was going on. And I worked out so intensely and so hard that I completely wrecked my hormones. I lost my period for a year and a half and I was not pregnant. Praise the Lord. Um, (laughs) I love children. (laughs) I love children, but mine are older. We're not starting over. (laughs) You you hear that from so many women in our age box, right? We like, Oh my gosh, my kids, but thank God I'm pregnant. I would literally be starting from scratch. Mine are 11 and a half and 13. And I'm like, Nope, thank you. Um, and the crazy part was the doctor was like, you're fine. Like, no, 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 I'm not. And I also use health and wellness to, um, 
So wait, you went to your doctor because you had lost your period for a year and a half and your doctor yeah. said it was fine. Yeah. I went to him once around six months and then I went to him again around a year and he's like, you're, you're fine. Your charts are fine. Everything's fine. I'm like, yeah, feels fine. Um, and of course they just kept tying it back to my mental illness. And I'm like, no, something, I we're all stressed right now. Yes. But something just, it's, it's off. So, you know, the, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, definitely has a beautiful plan because at around the same time I got a new neighbor and she is not only an acupressurist, but she is a Chinese medicine doctor. Oh wow! She's incredible. She's one of my best friends. I love her. We don't live near her anymore, but during COVID there is nothing anyone needed more than having your neighbor be an acupuncturist. So, um, she told me, she's like, you have to stop working out for a little while. And my world crumbled because my identity was wrapped up in being this quote, fitness person, this health person. And now there was like this shame and guilt around not working out. Mm -hmm. And so thankfully I still did walks and I still did, you know, stretching and things. I didn't stop movement completely. I just had to stop the killing myself to try and get fit movement. Well, and you were saying before we hopped on and maybe I'll have you say it again about if you're already what people don't, what women don't understand Mm -hmm. that because I get a lot of pushback as well as, as a, you know, as a personal trainer and fitness coach, I get a lot of pushback on, you know, from people not wanting to stop their workouts, but what do you say about the stress? So when, when you're stressed, especially as a woman, your body is naturally releasing more cortisol, the stress hormone. So what happens when we do a high intensity workout, something that is really, really pushing our bodies and quote, crushing it, (laughs) um, our body is producing cortisol. That's what it does. If you're in a healthy state of mind, that's wonderful. Your body just does it really quick and you get your burst of cortisol during your workout and that's fine. But if you are someone who's naturally stressed already, it produces more, which does not get you out of fight or flight ever. In fact, it makes it worse. And your body stops the metabolism when you're in fight or flight, your body stops, um, burning muscle, you know, I'm sorry, fat and it stores it and increases it and stores it because it's like, Ooh, wait a minute. We need more fat cells. We got to store things. Um, so when you do these high intensity workouts, if you're already stressed, you're not going to see results and you're just going to feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. Something you said earlier, just, um, a minute ago is, I think we should go back to, which is that, you know, for you, your identity was tied up in being this way. And so it became like, you're like, whoa, you're almost reluctant to change. And I think whether your identity is tied up in fitness or health or eating flawlessly, or whether your identity is tied up in doing all these things for other, all the other people or being the best daughter or the best partner Mm -hmm. or the best mother, we have to be conscious. And I think this is what happens when you reach these perimenopause years is that, our body kind of hits a point where it's it's like no longer going to just do what you want it to do. We yeah. have to revisit what we are claiming is our identity. And uh-huh. I think that's part of what you're saying with this radiant. It's like, let's dig a little deeper and unearth yeah. 
like the real parts of ourselves and not just put us ourselves in this box of this is my yeah. identity. This is who I am. Yeah, exactly. It, it really, really stems back to that. I, in fact, I had a conversation with a friend and she said something that just broke my heart because like I had mentioned earlier, it was almost this feeling of if I'm not fit, I'm not going to be loved because that's how people see me. They see me as this, this girl in fitness, this, I model also, and they see me as this model. And she, my friend is acting right now. And she said, I just, I feel so old. I feel so unattractive. And she's like, but it's this feeling of if I'm not pretty, I'm not going to be loved. And it's, it's visiting and sitting with these feelings and Mm-hmm. not trying to change them, not trying to push them away, but just recognizing that that is somewhere you got that programming and it's not your fault. Yes. Yes. I think that is so powerful. Um, mm-hmm. the, the sitting with the feelings and I think a, a measuring tool that I have received that I find helpful to understand whether your identity is something you need to examine or not. And I think you reminded me of it with what you just said. If you take something that is a part of your, what you quote unquote think is your identity, such as, and for me, it was the same. If I'm not fit, if I'm not super healthy, if I'm not, and for me, it was a lot more, if I'm not the nicest person in the room, what is my worth? And if the answer is less than, or it's not much, that's Mm -hmm. when you need to revisit that identity because who you are when you are not doing or being for anyone else needs to be recognized as enough within you. That is how you know what your real identity is. I saw the most beautiful quote and it was just really quick in Instagram. And I wish that I knew whose it was. I do not claim it as my own, but it said, oh gosh, it was somewhere along the lines of, we don't need to focus on our, focus on our best selves. We need to focus on loving ourselves when we are not our best selves. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to love yourself, even in these moments of quote, not being who you think you should be. And I know I even struggle with this just being like I find the I I find a lot of my worth from doing. I'm constantly, what else do I need to do? I need to clean. I need to do my husband's just like, would you sit? <laughs> just calm down. Um it's the hustle this, addiction, the hustle addiction. Yes, the hustle addiction. And yet I am not good at no, I don't want to say that. I'm not um efficient yet in um prioritizing and organizing yet the the things that I want to do. So I end up just being this ADHD bunny going from like half chore to half chore mm-hmm. to <laughs> trying to earn worth by completing all these things. Yet I don't get anything done because I'm all over the place. Um so yes. This hustle addiction piece, you know, that you bring up, you know, it's it's huge because it it feeds that cortisol issue. Um it feeds this improper identity issue for us. And what I think is so important that I want all the women listening to understand is that it is the most socially acceptable addiction out there, you know, followed by drinking, I would say, right? It's like, this is socially acceptable. And this is, you know, this is in fact encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. 
hustle. It's like, do more. Your dreams don't work unless you do. Like all those memes that tell us to just do more and never do less. Mm -hmm. When in reality, if we are aligned with who we are and we're following the things that really bring us passion, like the reason I started a podcast wasn't because... I felt like I had to, or I wanted to become a famous podcaster. It's because I love to talk (laughs) and I love, you found your joy. I I love to talk. And I have had so many friends who hear what I do and they're like, I need you in my life. I'm like, what is the best way I can reach more people? I was like, oh, this will work. <laughs> so you won't like, I, I don't use my podcast to promote anything. I don't, I just have it because I truly want it to be this, like you do this source where people can go and just find some sort of comfort. I don't want to be anyone's guru. I don't want people to look for, to me to see what they quote should be doing. I want them to listen to what I have to say and to to feel uplifted and better and hopeful about the journey that they're about to embark on. Because it is hard when you know that you're meant to feel, you're meant to feel better. You want to feel better. You want to find that radiance, but we still have to make the changes Mm -hmm. in. It doesn't have to come from a place of fear but it is going to be hard because change is hard. If it wasn't, everyone would be doing it. (laughs) And I think that is where, you know, where you can offer some maybe insight today or right now to our listeners, because I think that, you know, like I said, what for me, what I've recognized in myself and so many other women is that we reach this age bracket and whether it's this cycling of the estrogen, because I always think of estrogen as our rose colored glasses right now, we maybe have a little less rosy glasses. So <laughs> we're a little less tolerant of things, whether it's that or whether we're just hitting this midlife time where we're like, whoa. I, I need to spend the rest of my life, the best of my life, whatever the mm-hmm. reason we reach this part and we know something's got to give something's yeah. got to be there's something out there and i think women are are woke enough to 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 see that there's something different i can't believe i just said woke woke i feel really cool <laughs> you should <laughs> i, I love so it cool. i used it in a sentence anyway i think my children would be mortified but <laughs> know that finding our radiance like losing it is part of the reason we're in this imbalance right mm-hmm. it's feeds this imbalance, which feeds our energy suck and feeds our weight gain, which not that has weight has anything to do with joy, but feeling like you in integrity Mm -hmm. inside and out of your body is the critical piece here. If we know that, what are the first steps that you recommend or what are a couple tips that you can recommend to help women start to rediscover this radiance again? Well, honestly, first and foremost, it comes back to permission. Give yourself the permission to dive deep. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing for me, I know, has been awareness. Awareness of triggers or awareness of what I may be doing that isn't bringing me joy that I might want to change. And realizing that you can't do it all overnight. It's going to be baby steps. It's going to be finding joy in the hard. And that's something that I have been working on in my workout. Because I, with working out movement, 
I feel like people feel like you get to this place where it's easy, but no, there's no place. I, I try and talk myself out of it daily. <laughs> like you don't need to do that. It's fine. But what I'm doing now is I am finding the gratitude and the joy while it's hard. I am so grateful I can move my body. I am so grateful I have two legs, two arms. So finding ways to be joyful in the hard times and things to be grateful for is pivotal. Mm -hmm. And truly sitting down and just, just really thinking to yourself, get quiet and figure out what radiance looks like to you. It doesn't matter what it looks like to us or to anyone else. If, if your radiance comes from right now, simply being the best mom or the best wife, or that's yours, it doesn't have to look like anyone else's. Um, so definitely awareness and connecting with yourself and then finding things to put in your quote, quote toolbox that can help you on that journey. For me, it's journaling, it's meditating, listening to uplifting content, mm-hmm. um, you know, letting go of things that aren't serving me anymore out of love, not out of should. Like, I don't watch the news. I don't listen to, I, I can't watch scary movies. I'm a big goober. I can't, they, <laughs> I, it's it, paying attention to what kind of content you're, you're getting. Like if you follow people on social media that make you feel bad about yourself, unfollow them. You don't owe anyone anything. And you say that I yeah. feel like social media gets a bit of a bad rap, but we we forget sometimes that we get to control it. It can be used yeah. for good and it can be used for evil. Choose it for good. I mean, you yeah. don't have to use it, but the ultimate ultimately is that you can go on and you can fill your social media with the things that you're trying to learn and the mm-hmm. way you want to change your mindset because you get almost full control minus the ads to do that and yeah. take ownership of that permission to control your social. If it's a way that you're going to entertain yourself. Yeah, definitely. And take away shame and guilt and just truly do things because either they like you see a workout and you think, Oh, that interests me. I'm going to try that. Or if you want to try a new recipe or, you know, just have fun with it and make it an experiment Don't think you have to uproot your life overnight at all. And that, and it's not all or nothing. Like I have a lot of um, people I'm talking to right now who want to incorporate more movement. I feel like we keep jumping back to that, but it's, I feel like it's such a space where people struggle, (laughs) you know, um, how to like working out and like having a scene of movement. Yes. They're like, I just can't do this. I'm like, well, let's take away the idea that it has to be this centered, focused hour, 30 minutes, whatever of your day, when in reality, all you really need to do is just find spaces in time throughout your day to incorporate it. Like if I have a day where I am just so busy that I cannot fit in an actual quote workout session, I'll just stop and do 40 squats here and there, or do some jumping jacks or just and it brings me joy because I'm getting that movement. If, if I'm feeling guilt or shame because um, maybe I feel like I'm not moving enough, it's because my body's trying to tell me something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And this is, I mean, for me, this is the purpose of this podcast, The Period Whisper. It's to teach people 
to give them once first the permission to start listening to their body and to begin to trust it. Your body knows this, you know, the answer and what is right for you. Yeah. So I agree with you. We were talking before about, you know, this, this mentality we all have about fitness and look, you know, if you want to win a body competition, yep, you're going to have to be a dedicated, like in the gym fitness person, you know, you want to run a triathlon. Yeah. You're going to have to train. There's things like that. But if you want to be for optimal health in hormones, in blood sugar, in thyroid and gut and all of those things, the only thing you have to do for your body is, is movement. And this is what Mm -hmm. we were saying before. It's just moving the body in a way that creates space, releases stress and expands instead of even contracts. So your fitness, your workout should be the thing that brings you more joy, that radiance. Does Mm -hmm. it make you happy to do it? If it doesn't, don't do it, man. Yeah. Time to do things that suck your energy. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, there is a space where you're not going to feel like doing it. That's not the same as literally like dreading it. Dreading it. Yes. <laughs> Still do it to like, just, and just start. That's the other thing. Just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have, and that's with any health yeah. shift. Even if your idea is, oh, instead of eating this candy bar, I'm going to have an apple and you don't have to give up anything if you don't want to. Yeah. It's going back to how does this make me feel? And that's one thing I'm really teaching my children too, because we're at a prime age right now with them where the body image starts to come up and it's when mine really got solidified negatively, yeah. but it's and one, another thing I talk about is, um, breaking family chains and, um, the negative body image has been a chain in my family for decades. My grandmother, God love her. Her idea of a diet and winning was not eating all day and then rewarding yourself with cake. And I just see the women, so many women suffer with body image and I'm right there with them. I still get the thoughts, but we have to realize that just because we have them doesn't mean that they're true. Yes. It's conditioning. Yes. It's inherited. It's conditioning. It's the mind blowing thing that I'm discovering is, um, so not only were we in our mother's wombs and we inherited her stress and her, you Mm. know, all of this trauma lives in DNA. We were in our grandmother's wombs. I love this fact. It's mind blowing because our mom's eggs were produced when she was in the womb. And that's us guys, <laughs> part mostly, you know, so we have inherited. So give yourself grace knowing these things. I say, I am not only trying to handle my, you know, stuff, I'm having to clear up everyone else's and you should be so proud of yourself. If you are the one who is like, okay, I'll be the black sheep. Yeah. I got this. I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and be the chain breaker. And Another thing I tell my kids, if they're fighting and they're, they're, you know, they're teens, they do it. It's the circle of arguing. I'm like, guys, how does the circle stop? I'm like, somebody has to stop it. <laughs> well, that's good. I like this. I like yeah. this. I'm like, exactly. You have to be the one who steps into your radiance and says, no, I am not going to be this way anymore because it doesn't feel good yeah. just because it's what feels 
normal does not mean it's what feels, doesn't mean it's what's right. Say it again, Catherine. Say that. <laughs> that was amazing. I just need to undermine that. Yes. Put it in like, oh. Yeah. Say it one yeah. more time. Just because it feels normal doesn't mean it's what's right for you or what will bring you radiance. Amazing. Thank you so much. That was incredible. And uh, so if people want to come and hear more about your radiance coaching and how to find this light and dust off this life within them, because it is within all of us, if they want to hear more from you, what is the best way? Um, Instagram is where I am most active. We are a new coaching business. So we are slowly building and the podcast is small, but mighty. She has two episodes. Um, next week's episode, I'm really excited about, I'm interviewing my twin sister. So that's going to be amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, so So yes, the podcast is called, Hey mama, let's talk. And we can find it on iTunes, Spotify, usuals. Okay. Yeah. All the things. All the things. And your Instagram handle is at. It's at Catherine Kiefer, but it's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Got it. (laughs) K-E-E-F-E-R. I will put I was both like, thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, Starbucks no. never spells it right, ever. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Catherine. This has been You're amazing. Welcome. And a great reminder that, uh, you know, we how our happiness does impact our hormones and not to always go the other way around that. If my hormones are balanced, I'll be happy. How about if I find happiness, if I dig it out of myself and dust it off, my hormones will get balanced. Yep. Awesome. Exactly. Awesome. Great to check out your podcast. Have a great day. And thanks again. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.